The Idaho Technology Council presents Innovation Matters, a look at innovators, rule breakers, and thought leaders from across Idaho. From our studios in beautiful downtown Boise, here is your host, the CEO and founder of the Idaho Technology Council, Jay Larson. Hello, this is Jay Larson with Innovation Matters. Welcome. Today is June 24th, 2022, so it's like a couple days into summer season, and we have the tremendous opportunity to have Adam Stock, who is the founder and CEO of a company called Cargo Made Easy. And uh, uh, welcome to the program, Adam. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I appreciate it, Jay. Absolutely. Adam, so this is kind of fun. What uh, uh, are you? You're, you're based out of Rexburg, right? Yeah, I'm uh, outside of Rexburg. I was a student at uh, Brigham Young University, Idaho, up here. Oh, really? So you actually, had you, you graduated from BYU-Idaho? No, that's, um, as of the last month, we're really kicking the idea, I'm pretty much leaning at dropping out now because the company's <laughs> taking off, okay. you know, we're, right. we're diving right into that. But um, All right. well, I moved up from Mesa, Arizona to go to school for mechanical engineering. I've got like two semesters left, but uh, things are taking off and uh, it's, uh, you got to spend your time where you think your best bet's going to be. And I think it's on cargo made. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because uh, you 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 basically you basically are almost there, right? But uh, you also understand now the demands of starting a company and running a company like you're doing. It's it's pretty. I mean, it's pretty intense, right? Oh yeah, and I've ran other businesses before. I had like a landscaping business, a gate restoration business, pressure washing, but services I found are a lot different than product development because it's, it requires a lot of time. You think you've got a great idea, but then when you hit the market, oop, we've got a problem. Now it's back to the drawing boards, finding new customers, and there, there's a lot to it. And I didn't think it would eat up this much time. And uh, when I started this, I had no idea it would ever take off the way it has. And so it was like, which one are you going to do? <laughs> well, well, there's two things that's kind of appealing to me, Adam. Now, tell me if this is true here. This One is that you have this entrepreneurial spirit about you, right? I'd love to say so. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. I mean, think about all the stuff that you've started from the landscape, all the stuff that you've been doing, and now this is a, a product that you've developed. Uh, uh, and then the other one is that it seems like this mechanical engineering uh, that you came up from Arizona to study at Red Rexburg at BYU-Idaho is helping you a lot too, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, BYU has had an amazing program. I've learned so much. Um, we moved up to Idaho because I hated the schools in Arizona. I was going to drop out back then. And yeah. my wife was like, hey, you should try uh, BYU-Idaho. And I fall in love with it. The professors are absolutely amazing. And uh, I would not be where I'm at had it not been for their help at BYU. That's, uh, tremendous, that's, uh, tremendous program. That's great. So so, uh, so your background, though, did you grew up in Arizona um, mm -hmm. and uh, – and what were the kind of things that you liked to do when you were when you were growing up? Uh, everything from uh, camping, hunting, fishing, that kind of stuff. But ever since I was a kid, I've always been designing and building, taking things apart. My parents always loved the, the favorite one that like I did when I was a kid. I was like nine or 10 years old. They had yeah. like a little tiny lamp from when they were married. When you touched it, the light would turn on. They yeah. threw it away because it broke and little me digs it out of the garbage and I installed a setup on my doorknob to where when you touch my doorknob, a light would turn on. And my parents had just gotten my brothers and I a bunch of airsoft guns. 
And so it was a thing like you'd sneak in and you shoot your brother while he's sleeping. But I came up with this idea to where, you know, you click the button, you know, they touch the doorknob to try and pick in and I was ready for him. Right. And so even from like 10 years old, I was innovating and like, that has been my passion. Are you kidding designing me? Designing and innovating. Yeah. So I, That is awesome. What a great story. So you sit there, you put a sensor on. So you, someone touches your door. All of a sudden you get notified and you're set up. You're ready to go. I'm ready. Right? I'm ready. Yeah, you got your airsoft you know, gun ready. Yeah. <laughs> and that was at the point where I was like, do I join the military or do I become an engineer? And I decided to be an engineer. <laughs> I like it. Oh, I know. The airsoft stuff. I remember uh, uh, you had to be ready in our house sometimes with my boys yep. having airsoft guns, you know. Oh, it was crazy, but that—that oh, that yeah. is a great story. So, so you really have had this aptitude, right, of of how things work, how things come together, uh, design, um, all these type of things, CAD drawings. I bet you've been really have been just second nature to you, right? Always. Um, when I was sixteen, my dad actually when I was about fifteen. We got an old nineteen seventy one Volkswagen Beetle, and that's like really where everything started for me. It sure. was such a crap car, not a blinker worked, engine didn't work, nothing. And we ended up restoring it and turned it into a classic. And um, I learned a lot from it. And then I ended up getting hired on at an engineering company, Creative Home Engineering in uh, Gilbert, Arizona. They build secret passageways and hidden doors for luxury homes. And I mm -hmm. ended up becoming one of their head fabricators. And so I worked across the table from engineers on a daily basis, traveling all over the U.S., building these $80,000 projects that go in billionaires' homes. And I was the guy that got to talk face to face with these guys as I'm installing them and designing and helping build these products. And so everything from starting with the airsoft security system got me to building the cars, which got me to a uh, background in manufacturing and fabrication uh, in the engineering field. Oh, that's, and that's everything scary. is like a setup to this. To this. Okay. Who, who owns it? Who owns that beat that uh, 19, 1960 or 71 beat beetle now? Who has that? Unfortunately, I had to sell it. I got married. Oh, Things changed. Yeah, it was so sad. Um, yeah. it, but that was my car. It was the funnest car in the world. Put Brody brakes on it so you could lock up one wheel and flip a, a U-turn on it. It was, it was the funnest thing. You know, I was a 17-year-old yeah. kid with a flat top and a beetle. <laughs> a flat top and so, a beetle. Well, how yeah, you, they called me tabletop well, stock. <laughs> a tabletop stock. You know what? That's funny, Adam. And I think that's uh, I think that's great. I uh, what color was the beetle? I just need to ask. What color? It was, was it? Uh, blue and yellow, and I patterned it after the Blue Angels of the Air Force, and so oh, I had this sweet. cool yellow stripe off of it. So. Sweet. So yeah, it was. Fun. Hey, hey, uh, just quickly, did you did you t see Top Gun Maverick recently? Have you seen that? Movie? I've been dying to, but I haven't had a chance. Super okay, go watch it. It's it. super super movie. Okay, totally. Um, uh, so, so let's get, let's get back, uh, uh, or at least yeah. let's talk about cargo made easy. All right. <laughs> mm -hmm. So you, you come up, it was, was it about six years ago? Were you down in Arizona at the time when you were coming I up was. with this idea? So talk I was, about how was. you came up with the idea. So it's kind of funny. There's a little, there's like two kind of stories for it, but the main part was I was working for a landscaping company in Arizona. I just served a mission for uh, the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And so I'm like out of high school, off the mission, ready to go to college. But I got. And where'd you go? Where'd you go on your mission, by the way? Where'd you go? I served in the Fort Collins, Colorado mission, but I spent oh, most sweet. of my time in Wyoming. So okay, all the, all the right, rednecks close. of Wyoming loved it. That's yeah, that's my okay. second home. And right. um, okay. so I, I get back and I get this job as a mechanic for a landscaping company, a rather large landscaping company. 
So my job was fixing everything from blowers to chainsaws to the diesel trucks to the bobcats to the diesel rigs. And I had to know everything from two stroke to four stroke to diesel. And uh, I ended up becoming a, man, a night manager there. And one of the things that we had the problem is, and this is where it all started, is the guys would leave in the morning, especially the guys with the flat, flatbed trucks, and they would have like a rototiller secured with a tie down strap. My job was to make sure it was secured. But then when they come back the next day, sometimes it wasn't secured. And after getting chewed out a few times by my manager for not securing it, I was like, hey, I've been securing it. Those guys are losing the straps. And they're like, well, they guys are saying they're not there in the morning, so the blame's on you. And I was like, well, how oh, about wow. we get some motorized tie-down straps, huh? That way they're built in, they're easy to use, um, and, and then the guys can't say that they didn't, and then they don't have to complain about them getting tangled. And they're like, sweet, go order them. And when I looked it up, I was like, there's nothing. What the heck? Why, how is there nothing? Someone should have had this. Yeah. And so uh, I was like, well... My dad was a truck driver. Grandpa was a truck driver. From the time I was eight, I knew how to secure a load better than grown men, right? And yeah. so I'm like, you know, I got an understanding of how a load's supposed to be secured. I want to be a mechanical engineer. I think I'm the guy to do it. And so I kind of kept this idea quiet off to the side, and I just started developing it. That's like the, the short story made long. <laughs> well, and, it, and it's great because you saw, you saw a, 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 an issue, a problem that needed to be solved, and you were the heart of it in that, you know, in your story. That's kind of a, that's, it's a great story. I love the story. It's uh, there's, there's even more to it, but if we want to go on that, we can, but it, it actually started off even weirder. <laughs> well, go, go ahead and take that. Let's go that weird. Yeah. No, I'd love to hear the weirder part. So this one, I don't tell too much because it's a little distracting. One night I'm sitting there filling up one of the tankers and uh, we had to sit on the fl- the truck and it didn't, you dropped the tailgate. And you had to add oil every now and then. And it was like a 200-gallon tank. So you'd sit there for 45 minutes to an hour doing this. And my back kept hurting. And I had just finished listening to a podcast. That was right around the time of my life where I was like, you know what? I want to change. I'm tired of being like who I am. I feel that there's so much more to life and who I want to be. And so I started getting around some friends. And these friends always read books. They were talking about the books they were reading, the podcasts they were listening to. So I just started in on him and I was listening to a podcast and this guy was talking about the next idea you come up with, stick with it. The next one, I don't care what it is. I don't care how dumb it is. Stick with it. See it through. So I was like, all right. So that night I was sitting there and my back was hurting. I'm like, what about a tailgate that could have another layer that opens up and now it's a backrest for tailgating. And I was like, great, that's my idea. And I've got to see it through. So then I was like, well, that kind of sounds dumb. I was like, well, why not put a barbecue grill in it? Okay, that's kind of dumber. I was like, well, why not make it useful? Let's put a toolbox in it. If we put a toolbox, yeah. then you got tie-down straps, roadside assistance, and it's all built into the toolbox rather than up in the tool bed where you kind of got to climb up in. It's like, that's a better idea. And then I was hauling some lumber, and I was like trying to put, throw a strap around the lumber with the tailgate down. It's like, why not put a strap inside the tailgate that's built in that's motorized? And then I was like, well, that's kind of a hard place to put it. Why not put it underneath the truck? And so it literally started as a backrest tailgate. And it was all the perfect timing because right around the time I was like, how about I put a tie down strap in the tailgate? We had this problem at work. And I was like, well, how about we buy some motorized tie down straps? And so it was like already starting to form. But the the funny thing was it started because of a backrest for a tailgate. (laughs) Wow, I, I much I much that, prefer the tie down strap over the the tailgate. 
Well, you know, it's kind of fun because you kind of iterated a little bit, right? And you had this, you were inspired by somebody that could kind of help you and then look where you are now. So, so let's get back to this whole idea. So yep. now you got six. I, I, I think that you mentioned that about, uh, to me, that about two years ago, you incorporated uh, Cargo Made Easy, right? Mm-hmm. And talk about what's happened over the last two years. Oh, my gosh. So it, it kind of just started. And I was like, you know what? As I get going on this, maybe I need to be an LLC. You know, having run other businesses, I'm like, you know, what? it's smart to just get that in the words, get that out there. And I had the idea. I was going to school and my friend was like, hey, why don't you try doing this pitch competition through Boise State? And mm-hmm. I was like, what is it? You know, and so. Um, I ended up entering it. I'm like, there's not a chance I'm going to win this thing. Everybody's so much better than me. You know, there, there's no way I could win it. And I won it. <laughs> won the whole thing, right? And so they gave me the funding. And that's when I was like, you know what? Now I've got the money. I've got a prototype. And people want it. Why don't I get started on this? And so I was finally on my off track. So this was about a year and a half ago now. And that's when mm-hmm. things started to like cook. Things were moving. And uh, I was like, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to rent my house out, go back down to Arizona. My wife is about to have a baby. And uh, I'm going to live in her grandma's house and work in the garage. Like It's like the perfect startup story. And I was yeah. renting my house up in Idaho out. And I just went all in. Rather than working a job, I was 15, 16 hours a day, six days a week, and uh, got, got a product out there and started installing it. And then because I won the the Boise uh, the Boise State was competition, it, and that that was called the Idaho Entrepreneurial Challenge. The IEC, right? yep, the IEC, yes. the Idaho Entrepreneurial Challenge. Congratulations program. on winning that. Yes. Thank you. That's where it all started. Anybody who's out there listening, honestly, that has an idea, and if you're like a young guy like me, go to the IEC. They have an amazing program. Nick Miller will help you out. They've been such a tremendous blessing to me, and I cannot thank them enough. Um, I like largely, I would not be where I'm at had I not have had that opportunity. It's a great, it's a great pro a great program, great pitch competition. I've been a judge at it. And I tell you what, you're 100% Adam, if you have a great idea, that's a great place to vet it and get it started. So great suggestion. Okay. And then, um, because I won, they invited me to the BEW, the Boise Entrepreneuring Week through Trailhead and Mm -hmm. You know, I thought I was insecure before, like, oh, man, not going to win. This one's against the big dogs now. There, there's not a chance. Yeah. Right? And, right. But I, I prepared. One thing my parents have always taught me is, you know, you, you come prepared. Never never uh, go halfway, half-baked on anything. And so um, I gave it my all, and I ended up winning, and I was amazed. <laughs> and the 25000 that that got stuff done. My life dream was to always own a passion, to be like uh, – not, not to own a passion, to own a patent – and um, okay. uh, I, I was finally able to file for a patent, and uh, that, that was a dream come true. I was able to fund that and uh, get the equipment needed to continue to grow my company. So this last year, because of the Boise State and Trailhead, I've been able to grow this company faster than I ever thought. And uh, my, my how dream much is did you How much true. did you win? How much did you get off of the Idaho Entrepreneur Challenge? What was, how much money did you get off of that one? So I won 7,000 for taking first place in my like department, my category. And then I won 1,000 for being overall. So it was 8,000 through the IEC and 25,000 through the BEW. Fantastic. So, 
And that helps that helps accelerate all the things you were doing because it validated a lot of things, right? Not only to give you the, I mean, obviously, you know, the the money was a good thing, but it really validated what you were doing, right? Absolutely. And everybody else that gave pitches were phenomenal business ideas, and I don't want to take away from them at all. I made some great friends from them, and I hope them the best, and I continue to encourage and motivate yes. my peers from those competitions. But um, I was really like, wow, this, is, this must really be a problem that people are having if I'm, if I'm winning it, or I'm just charming, and I don't think it's that. You know, My mom always said, if they're not handsome, they're handy, and she always said I was the handiest boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh so it goodness. can't be the charm. That's that's a charm. No, I'm like, kidding, mom. If you're listening, mom. take that back. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Well, look at that. You've got great parents, man. They're they're uh, they're giving you great advice all along the way. The preparation, all the other type of things, right? So that's really good. So exactly. So Much like uh, Abraham one, Lincoln. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Let's talk. What, what did Abraham I was going to say, say? Much, much like Abraham Lincoln, he said, "Everything that I am and ever will be is because of my mother." And, uh, and for me, yeah. it's because of my mother and my father. I give everything I, I am to them. Uh, they, they've made me who I am. That is totally awesome. I know, um, um, I think it was Abraham Lincoln who said also, what kills a skunk is the smell that precedes it. <laughs> Just thought I'd throw that out there. I love okay. that. <laughs> so we have this. Yeah, I know it is. It, um, what, so let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about this idea that when you had, this uh, and you you now go through the Idaho Entrepreneur Challenge, Boise Entrepreneur Week. You win those competitions. You now have a product that you've been working on and refining because of all the work that's going in there. What's the next steps that took place for you? The next step for me really was get it to market. Like get this in the hands mm -hmm. of people. So I'd, I'd had it and I, I started to have like you know a friend or a family member here or there. Hey, can you put this on and give me some feedback? Then it was, you know, like, let, let's get this somewhere. And so right after the BEW, we hit it hard to get our patent filed. We wanted to protect our idea because we saw a vision for where it was going to go. And I, I originally wasn't going to do a patent because I'm like, where am I going to get the funding for that? Um, and so I was leaning away. But because of Trailhead at the BEW, I decided, you know what, let's, let's, let's protect that idea. And uh, it created a great deal of a network of meeting with people and learning things I never thought I would learn. Uh, patent law, um, I, I've had to grow so much, you know, being an engineer now is like this much. That's just one of the hats I get to wear. Now it's, it's wearing 20 different hats. And so after the BEW, it was, I need to start learning. And so I brought on a partner to help me understand the, the business side of the company. Like, how do you manage books? How do you get a product out to market? I'm an engineer. I'm an innovator. Right? I, I come up with the ideas, but I needed people on my team to get it out there. So since then, it was bring on a guy to help me manage the books and understand how to model a business. The next one was a gal to help me do the marketing, to get out there and reach my customers, find my target market, and create a culture of people that want to haul cargo safely and efficiently and innovatively. And so mm -hmm. it's been finally my whole thing prior to the BEW was – create it, you know, build it, and then they'll come, right? And so now I'm in the they'll come part, and uh, we're getting it out there. That is a great story. I mean, you know, this patent and how you're doing everything, I'm so glad that you were able to figure that piece of it out. But it was an education for you, right? A learning curve that you had to go through. <laughs> Another least. hat. 
Yeah. Yep. And, and you know, it, it's interesting because we always sit there and say, what's the purpose of a business? Well, the purpose of a business is to create a customer. So talk about that. How have you, uh, how, how's it been on, on now that you've developed the product, you're starting to have the manufacturing, the process. I mean, how, how, how are you getting new customers? Talk about uh, your revenues or if you're able to about what's happening with uh, Cargo Made Easy now. Yeah, absolutely. So a large part of it, um, surprisingly, has been word of mouth thus far. Um, most of my customers say that their favorite thing to do now is go to Home Depot. A lot of my customers right now are blue collar contractors, you know, and they love to go to Home Depot. And when they're, the pros are helping them load up at the, the pro loading bay, yes. and someone pulls yeah. the strap out. Everybody hears it and they see it and they go, holy cow, are those coming factory now? Like, are those new? And they say, no, this is a company, Cargo Made. They build motorized straps. And they say, do you got their card? And I always give multiple cards to my customers. And they go, yeah, here, give them a call. And now it's just like, hey, such and such from such and such and such and such. I met at this Home Depot parking lot. Can I get one? And I'm like, sure. And they're like, and, and so it's, it's really fun to see it grow on its own rather than me like pumping the money into the, the social media, right? Which we're doing that as well. But the funnest to watch is people going, man, I just love that people approach me about my product and yeah. they want one, right? Yeah. And, and they get that feeling. It's, I love to give that to my customers. It's because you've solved somebody's problem, right? And you're, you've got such a great product and that's a word of mouth. Congratulations on that. So thank you. Um, are, 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 what's your distribution model look like right now? So right now, um, I've been manufacturing everything. Uh, I bought a bunch of CNC machines, and so I've been building in-house and shipping to customers. Um, mm -hmm. Right now, I brought on a gal that's been helping me create a marketing uh, online presence, so social media, website, and we literally just brought her on just a few weeks ago. So we're, we've shut down our website. We're reamping the website right now. We're creating a whole new Facebook page, a whole new Instagram, and right now we're, we're setting up several meet, uh, meetings with other companies here in Idaho Falls, as well as in Arizona, to be retailers of our product. Uh, some mechanic shops like the, the Pimp My Ride sort of trucks. I'd love to get in with the guys like the Diesel Dave with the uh, yeah. Diesel Bros TV show, amazing set, right? And getting it out there to where it's, we, we've got a culture, right? Guys that drive a truck, it, it means something, right? It's, it's like driving a Harley yeah. almost. And so yeah. reaching out to other people who have those, companies where you can get those aftermarket products for their trucks. So we're trying to get into those dealers as well as a online presence and running it uh, uh, direct to consumer as well as a B2B. That's, so you're, you're, uh, you're in a really good spot right now where you're starting to really analyze. Uh, you have a great product, right? That's really in high that you're, as people hear about it, they have higher demand. Um, I can just remember a time when I was walking, driving down the uh, the freeway when I was going to BYU in Provo and working uh, uh, in a summer where we had uh, a uh, trenching machine, uh -huh. and somehow it started kind of going squirrely on the back of us, and it it tore off the straps and it went flying off the off of. Uh, it was really not a good thing. Oh man, no. it was like. Probably, and I know that your straps probably would have helped uh, solve that problem, Absolutely. right? You know, yeah. Jay, what my favorite thing here about this is, is like I said, I used to own a Beetle. And the favorite thing is when I tell yes. someone a Beetle, everybody's got a Beetle story. 
Oh man, when I was yeah. in high school, I saw, right, everybody's yeah, got that. Right, what I'm Adam, finding, right. everybody does. I, I'm sure if I took a second with you right now, you have a Beatles story. Everybody does. Absolutely, you're right. Um, yeah. But um, when it comes to the tie down straps, I tell them I've solved the tie down strap issue. Everybody goes, "Oh my gosh!" Five years ago, we were driving down the road, and this bale of hay flew off the semi truck, and it it rolled. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Everybody's got a story. Everyone's got one. But how come is it? Everybody has a story, and why am I the one who solved it? You know, I'm I'm this 21 kid. Like, why me? And it, and it's this very humbling, honoring situation where it's like almost a stewardship of this idea I was given. Like, I'm the guy to solve it. Everybody's got the problem, and I feel very honored to be the guy to to solve that issue. And well, I'm very happy now as I'm solving it. Right for you, uh, for example, right? You might be driving down the road and you see that your load's coming loose, so it hasn't come loose yet. I heard that from my customers. So now I've got a, an additional upgrade you can add to your system to where now you can have an in-cab operation. So while you're driving, rather than pulling off the side of the freeway or the highway and risk getting hit, right, and then having to merge back on, you can turn the system on behind the wheel, push a button, it'll secure your load behind you while you're driving, right? Oh I loved that, to hear that kind of input from my customers where they go, we love it, but could you do this? And I love that. I yeah. get to go, yeah, let's do that. That's you're, awesome. You're, yeah, you're iterating off of it. That is so cool that you're doing that on that, Adam. Uh, hey, did so I got this little quote for you. I want you to uh, see what you think of this one and tell me what your thoughts about it because I think there's some application with you. Creativity mm -hmm. is thinking up new things. Innovation is doing new things. What do you Ooh, think of it? I love that. The, the difference between having an idea and doing something with it. I love that. Yep, right. I think and you're a to, doer. To, you're a doer, aren't you? Yeah, my, my dad was very much that way. You know, my dad grew up on a farm in New Mexico. And so there's a, you know, my dad always said as a kid, find something that needs to be done and go and do it. Like that's, that's yeah. just how I was raised every day. And uh, I, to go with what you said there, I was talking about the how it started as a dumb tailgate idea, right? Yes, this podcast right. was saying, Quit being creative and go be innovative. Quit coming up with ideas and, and, and coming up with them that do the world no good and stick with something. One of my favorite speakers, Les Brown, uh, he gives a, a seminar. One of the things he asked, and this is what got me moving. Um, this mm -hmm. is what made me commit. It was, I remember this, this uh, conference, podcast, whatever you want to talk, might define it as. But he gives a story in which he says, imagine you're on your deathbed. And um, actually, um, no, sorry, there was a different one. The main one was he, he asked the question, where is the wealthiest place in the world? And people say the diamond mines or the oil fields or in the, the, the stock market. And he says, it's the graveyard. And he says, there in the graveyard lies the places of people who had dreams and ideas and ambitions and creativities and thoughts that never came to fruition. And they carried it to their grave and it has died with them. And when I heard that, I went, ouch, I've got this idea, but I'm too scared to run with it. I don't feel adequate with it. And when I heard that, I thought, man, if I die, if I take this to the grave with me, the world will have missed out on something great. You know, how many, how many accidents have been caused because of failure to, to secure a load, right? And how right. many of those could be prevented? And so I thought to myself, man, if I take this to my grave, how many more people will follow with me? because I didn't do what was given to me. Right. And, yeah, and so, so, so just like you said there, quit being creative and go yes. with it. Right. Go, go uh, stare into the abyss and the unknown and chew glass, I think is what uh, 
Elon Musk said, right? Just run yeah. right into it full yeah, speed. That's, like, that's why I, I like that. But um, what I like about what you're saying is that you're actually, it's the implementation, it's the doing, it's the applied nature of what you do. Because you have all these ideas, but if you don't have application that comes out of it, then it's just kind of like this this idea that floats in the ether, you know? Yeah. So that's that's a <laughs> great point, Adam. I love that. So yeah. Well, you know, here's a you. Uh, thank you for making time to talk to us, uh, Adam. Yeah. It's been a fantastic uh, time on Innovation Matters with the Idaho Technology Council, and you've uh, you're inspiring. Thank you so much for doing thank what you. you're doing. And I'm going to, uh, if we can, um, let's. We're going to keep following you, Adam, uh, and and we're going to call it the the Adam Flat Top Stock Report. Tabletop stock, or the? <laughs> it's a tabletop. Dang it! Yeah, because it was the flat top, and it was the tabletop stock. I, I brought it back. Actually, I'm a competitive arm wrestler now, and so Are I you thought, really? oh, the the tabletop, and so I can. Yeah, my wife won't let me get the flat top again, though. I, as much as I'd love okay, it, but but the ta the tabletop stock is that's what you call yourself with arm with the uh, arm wrestling. Yeah, it's kind of, every, you know it's kind of like my name's uh, uh, Tomahawk Stock. You know, you know everybody's got like these trucker <laughs> yeah. names, right? So I was like, you know, yeah. I'm I'm probably gonna go with tabletop stock. Bring back the old. Uh, because I'm the king oh, of the really? tabletop, or I'd like to be. <laughs> yes, right. Well, you have to tell us tell us how that's going. We need to we need to find out about that. So, if it's all right, maybe in about a year we'll we'll circle back with you on this and see how I'd things are going that. with Cargo Made Easy. See how you're doing. Um, and uh, I, I'm I honestly, honestly, Adam, I am uh, genuinely inspired by what you're doing and what you're talking your and your perspectives, the values you have on that. So keep up the great work, will you? Thank you, Jay. I appreciate that. That'll give me a motivation yeah. to give you some uh, good news in a year. <laughs> I'll, I'll look forward to it. And uh, thanks so much, Adam. And um, thanks for joining us on uh, Innovation Matters. This is Jay Larson. And uh, because uh, in Idaho, innovation matters. Uh, have a great day and keep innovating. Thanks so much, Adam. Thank you. Take care. All right. We'll see you. See ya. Innovation Matters is a production of the Idaho Technology Council. For membership information and to get involved, visit our website at idahotechcouncil.org. Thanks for listening and helping us transform Idaho's future together.